And now, Vintage Radio. This program was recorded. Nothing I'm gonna 
so hush, pretty baby. Do. It's morning in the Burns home, and Gracie, the housewife, has cleared away the breakfast dishes. Now Gracie, the newspaper columnist, is ready to clear away the problems of the world. My, the paper is full of news this morning. I hardly know which item to explain to the readers of my column. You explain the news to them? Oh, yes. Everyone doesn't have my uncanny grasp of world affairs. I'm not the average person, George. That I've known for years. <laughs> Some people have the minds of children, and it's my duty to guide them. I see. What would you like to know, dear? <laughs> not a thing. Nothing at all. Now, you take the elections last Tuesday. Do you realize how confused those poor Republicans must be who got elected? I'll bet some of them wind up in Seattle and Tacoma. Seattle and Tacoma? Yes. They've been out so long, they won't know which Washington to go to. A shrewd observation. Well, so much for politics. Hmm. Now, let's turn to football. Now, Gracie, you know nothing about football. I don't, eh? Well, I can show Army a trick play that'll beat Notre Dame. What? Well, just before the game, Army drafts all the Notre Dame players. <laughs> I wouldn't let that get around. Not so much for football. Let's turn to the entertainment news. Oh, no. Oh, listen to this. Artie Shaw is honeymooning with Kathleen Windsor, the girl who wrote Forever Amber. Well, as usual, the man gets all the breaks. What do you mean? Well, he can have a wonderful time reading her book, but what if she can't play the clarinet? I wouldn't let it worry me. Yeah. Oh, here's an interesting item. Frank Sinatra is going to sing at the Waldorf Hotel in New York. The kid really gets plenty of work. Yeah. And I can't understand it. Well, you're twice the singer he is. Oh, Gracie. Oh, I realize it's not his fault. He gets tones that are thin and hollow because his chest is thin and hollow. <laughs> but, but you get tones that are low and round because Don't finish chest... it. Don't finish it. <laughs> that hotel should have hired you to sing. Though April showers may come your way, they bring flowers that bloom in May. Oh, you murdered, Jack. Golden notes will come pouring out of you like Democrats out of Congress. <laughs> oh, excuse me, dear. I'll see who's at the door. Good morning, Mrs. Burns. Here's your mail. Oh, thank you, Mr. Postman. Uh-oh. A bill from the butcher shop. 
Yes, there's another installment due on that pound of bacon we bought. Prices are high, aren't they? Yes. And I could use more money. And that's what annoys me about George. My husband could be a big movie star. Don't tell me you're still trying to get him to replace Clark Gable. Well, wouldn't George be perfect for the Hucksters? I didn't read the book. What's it all about? Well, it's about radio advertising, Mr. Postman. Oh, I love radio advertising. It's five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's right. Most radio advertising is sung these days, isn't it? Oh, yes. Langendorf is just a meant for you. Meant for you. Meant for you. Meant for you. Oh, Mr. Postman. Mm -hmm. Let off the dog's bark. <laughs> Mr. Postman, you've given me an idea. The man who plays the lead in the Hucksters will have to be a singer. So? So, this makes George the logical choice. The man doesn't breathe who can sing better than George Burns. How about Frank Sinatra? Hmm, well, I can't quite decide. If he's better? No, if he breathes. <laughs> Well, I'm glad I cheered you up, Mrs. Burns. Oh, I'm eternally grateful to you, Mr. Postman. Thanks to you, George will make the picture. Would you like to see the sneak preview? No, just tell him hello for me. <laughs> well, goodbye, Mrs. Burns. You remember, keep smiling. Vintage Radio.
majesty wearing my heart for a crown. Oh, let me tell you, everybody, how she made a fool of me, her royal majesty. Oh, now would you believe she acted oh so sweet until she just had me kneeling at her feet. She got me to eat right from her little hand. Her smallest wish was my command. Well, there she goes, her royal majesty, marching off with someone new. Endlessly 
the shore I'll love you till then Not one minute more I'll only love you Till there's only night And the sun gives no light As before I'll love you till then Not one minute more I'm yours, heart and soul I'm yours And all that I possess But if you should say to me Will you always be I would confess I'll only love you As long as the beat Of my heart can repeat Still once more I'll love you Till then Not one minute more I'll love you till then Not one minute more. This is Vintage Radio.
Is this Ajax Travel Bureau? Yes, it is. Wait, feet come in, young man. Thank you. What can I do for you? I'd like to go to the South Sea Islands. Ah, what a coincidence. Just this morning, I sent a lovely young couple down to Bogota. Yeah, no, Bogota's in Colombia. You sure? <laughs> I'm positive. Well, I'll be hearing from them. <laughs> I thought it was in Tahiti. No. You're no, no. married, are you? Yes, I am. Uh, can I see a picture of your wife? There she is. That's her. That's her. <clears throat> You're the be pitied young man. That's an ugly woman. <laughs> you ought to send her to Canada. She'd look good up there. Canada? Most countries. She'd fit right in. <laughs> are you married? No, I'm a widower. Oh, too bad. Ah, yes. Poor little thing. She fell off the Empire State Building. Three somersaults and a splat. Oh. <laughs> it's tragic. Were you with her when she fell? No one's ever been able to prove it. <laughs> ah, I've got an opening to Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. No, I don't think so. Ah, you like that? Get your shirts done for six cents. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think if we went to the Orient, we'd rather go to Tokyo. Ah, Tokyo, yes. That's where Emperor Hiroshima lives, I believe. Is that right? I believe so. If he's still living, can't tell about those birds always committing Harry Carey. Yeah. I like jujitsu. Stay away from it. It's no good for you. <laughs> How's that look to you? Fine. It's to be warped. <laughs> uh, maybe you want to go to Borneo. Borneo. Ah, yes. Go down there and meet the wild man of Borneo. Oh, there's a wild man there. You betcha. I hope to tell you. Have you ever seen him? No, of course. I've never even seen Bo Diddley. <laughs> well, my wife and I went to Hawaii last yeah, year. Yeah, I saw your shirt. <laughs> Suppose you went over there to see Don Ha. Ho. Who? Ho. Not Ha. No. Oh. Ho. That's all. <laughs> I got a picture of Hawaii here. It's in black and white. Oh, of course, we're taking during October. <laughs> and it's moving. I'll help to tell you, it's an earthquake. You see the lava? Lava. No, thank you. I'll have a martini if you got one. <laughs> no, I don't drink. Oh, a junkie. <laughs> No, I'm no junkie. The strongest thing I put in my body is an aspirin. I'm an upper freak. <laughs> Don't mind if I drink. No, go right ahead. Ah, thank you very much. I got some right here in my cane. Hey, uh, God, pretend you I can't get it open. What do you know about Pango Pango? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Pango Pango. Oh, stay away from there, stay away from there, whatever you do. Why is that? Eleven years ago, I came this close to being barbecued by the savages. Get nightmares, think about it to this day. Came rushing up me, carrying spears. They were all carrying spears. Not all of them. Some carrying knives and forks. <laughs> Some carrying salt and pepper. Yeah. One was carrying Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> Just about when they were going to run me through. Yes. I jumped up and did my impersonation of Amos and Andy. Oh, they like that. Ate my partner, though. <laughs> <laughs> Poor devil. Made him into bouillabaisse. Bouillabaisse? Ah, he didn't want it that way. He was a frog. <laughs> well, when I first came in, you mentioned Tahiti. Garden spot of the South Seas. I think my wife and I would like to go there. Airlines? Ah, Tahiti. Ajax Travel Bureau here. Beautiful moon. Book to the Bogota. <laughs> oh, what did Delaware, boy? What did Delaware? What did Delaware, boy? What did Delaware? She wore a brand new jersey. She wore a brand new jersey. Wore a brand new jersey, that's what she did wear. One, two, three, four. Oh, why did California, why did California, why did California, why did California, 
was she all alone? She called to say how are ya? She called to say how are ya? She called to say how are ya? That's why she did come. To pay her taxes, she went to pay her taxes, she went to pay her taxes, that's where she has gone. I Oh, how did Wisconsin boy? She stole a new brass key. Too bad that Arkansas boy, and so did Tennessee. It made poor Florida die, boy, it made poor Florida die. You see, she died in misery, boy, she died in misery. Oh, what did Delaware, boy, what did Delaware? What did Delaware, boy, what did
faced a barren waste without the taste of water. Cool water. Old Dan and I with throats burned dry and souls that cry for water. Don't you listen to him, Dan He's a devil, not a man And he spreads the burning sand with water Dan, can you see that big green tree Where the water's running free And it's waiting there for me and you The nights are cool and I'm a fool Each star's a pool of water But with the dawn I'll wake and yawn and carry on to water. Something that might have been No, I'd rather have nothing at all Oh, please don't bring your lips so close to my cheek 
don't smile or I'll be lost beyond recall The kiss in your eyes and the touch of your hand makes me weep And my heart may grow dizzy and fall And if I fell Under the spell of your call I would be caught in the undertow And so you see I've got to say no, no call in our good correspondent, Walden H. Ballou, or known coast-to-coast as the beloved correspondent, Wally Ballou. He's up in Herkimer, New York, again to uh, check with the good Professor Groggins up there. So come in, please, Wally Ballou. This is W.W. W. Ballou, north of Herkimer, New York, in the pasture outside Professor Groggins' home, and I understand, Professor, you're going to make another attempt to get your rocket ship off the ground. Well, that's right, Wally. Uh, I have been checking through with my Skywatcher schedule, and uh, this is just about the appropriate time for me to take off to go to the moon or to Mars or someplace like that. So you've been waiting uh, until this time when uh, everything was uh, as well off as it could be before you decided to leave, eh? Well, I wanted to uh, wait for a favorable route far as the Zodiac is concerned, you see, uh, in September, the uh, planet Mars will be just a little bit more than 35 million miles away. Well, so that's I'd, pretty close by comparison, isn't I'd it? I'd be a fool to miss the opportunity. Well, of course. In June, it'll be uh, 75 million, yeah. 875,000. It's almost twice as much. Yes. Yeah. Half as far. How fast a speed will you get up in this uh, rocket ship? I figure 45 to 50 miles an hour. Uh-huh. Well, now, what advantages uh, have you added to the machine which will uh, assist you in making a successful flight? Uh, I've installed uh, linoleum on the floor, uh-huh. and I've got a rocker chair in there now. Have a cushion on it? Yes. There's a cushion on the rocket chair. And a little cushion up around the top part that hits me right about the neck so that I can sit there and rock on my trip. Well, should be very comfortable, then. Uh, you about ready to... notice there's no newspaper people around to witness this departure. Only radio. Well, you notice on this other new rocker, I have put uh, uh, sides on it because I fell off my rocker, you remember... <laughs> Several months ago, I remember that. Uh, that was when they wrote, wrote you up in uh, some of the medical journals. 
I notice you're wearing overshoes, Professor. Any reason for those? Yes, it's winter in Mars now. I see. Well, now I'm going to step back because I know the powerful rockets, once they're ignited by your motor system... Magnetos. Huh? I know that there's going to be uh, a big flareback. So if you'll just uh, shut the door, we'll say goodbye, good luck, and... Goodbye, America, and be looking for me in the skies above you. Now he's shut the door. Maybe you can hear the powerful... I'm going to step back here a little bit. The powerful... Magnetos, I think he called them. He's rapping on the window of the rocket ship now. Boy, Colonel, open the door for me. What's the matter, Professor? I don't know. I think the matches are wet. Well, better luck next time. Our time is up now, though. So this is W.W. Ballou returning you to...
Vintage Radio. so strange that I think it really calls for a little explanation. It's what they call a boogie-woogie break. And just hearing it, you would think, as I played it, when I stopped in a certain place, that I forgot the music. But I don't really forget the music. There just isn't any music written for that part, see? That's called a break. that little part it seems to bring out something out of certain people in the audience and I bet if I played it again you'd all like to try it so I'm going to play it again go ahead try it live dangerously Let's try a little something now. Suppose just the ladies this time, all the girls by themselves, okay? Okay, fellas, now it's your turn. See, George, I told you, men do come to my concerts. Well, I certainly appreciate it, and I know somebody else who is real thrilled to find this out tonight, too, and that's my mom. Mom, I'll tell you what. Let the folks hear from you all by yourself this time, and I'll play it just for you. Okay, Mom? Hey. <laughs> oh, oh, you're in the groove tonight, Mom. <laughs> you know, I'd like to try something. You've been so nice about joining in this number. I've been playing this boogie-woogie with only eight beats to the bar. I'd like to try a little invention now that has 16 beats to the bar.
We'll return to our story in just a moment. Every day is a holiday with hard boys. The dishwasher stops all your dishwashing drudgery. A point electric wave cooks automatically. Every day is a holiday with hard boys. The refrigerator with wonderful frost away. give way to open hostility, and history records that fateful year and the midnight ride of Paul Revere. All right, there's a signal. Get on the horse, Levine. That's Revere. Revere, Levine, just so you ride a horse good. Now get going. All right. I got all the pots and pans I need, sweetie. But what about the British? As far as I know, they got all the pots and pans they need, too. Thank you. 
Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's Doodles Weaver in the press box at Indianapolis for the races out here. It's a beautiful day for the races. Not a cloud in the sky. 150,000 people are waiting for this great event. And what a spectacle. What a wonderful spectacle. I'll describe the whole thing now. The boys are covering around the turn. I believe it's a perfect Saturday. They come down here. The green flag waves. The starter says, okay. And there they go. It's car number two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Jack. Jack, hit me again, dealer. Oh, no, no, no. Number 10 is taking a lead around the far turn. He goes number 13, 16, 17. A green car, blue car. The first car by the stands will be number 10. Here he comes down the straightaway, 135 miles an hour. There he goes now. Car number three, four, nine. A wreck. A wreck in the far turn. A man skidding around out of control. Up to the fence, down to the fence. Unless he's careful, he's going to hit the fence. Please don't hit that fence. He hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, there's been a very slight accident on the far turn involving 35 cars. I have my assistant Pootwaddle on the track with a traveling microphone. I'm going to have him cross where that driver is. Take it away, but be careful. I'm down on the track now, and as I cross the track, I, number three went by there. As I cross the track, a four went by there. Well, I'm having a little trouble getting across the track. Here's the driver of that car. Say a few words, driver, so everybody will know you're perfectly okay. Just turn to driver that car. He's all right. Finish the race, please. Whoop. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Doodles, we are back in the stand for the finish of the race. And for you people who tuned in late, number 13 is setting records. There he goes now, passing everybody. Every eye is glued on that car. Looks very funny with all those eyes glued on it. Here he goes. There he goes again. Look at that boy drive. Look at him go. He's really moving. There he goes again. Look at He went by twice. And here's a little midget. A little midget racer doing well. Look at that little midget. The midget racer went by. Nine. Well, P38. How'd that get in the race? And up. Well, nine. And the best man is number 13 around the turn. Down to the green flag. He's coming down here for that 10 hip think of the perfect finish down here. I believe he's going to be the winner. The crowd is going mad as he comes down, and there goes the winner! Vintage Radio.
This program was recorded.